Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. And as always, reminding you to hit the like button, share the show for more Cowboys content and Mavericks content. You can check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I know that I have been promising this for a while now, but it's official. Tomorrow, I will publish the article about Chris Nagar and the conversation that I had with his agent earlier this week uh, and good stuff. Really a little bit of insight into the Cowboys interest in their current kicker and by their current kicker, I mean the only one on the roster yet. So stay tuned for that and check out adcsports.com tomorrow at some point in the day that will be published. But tonight on the show, we will focus elsewhere because the Cowboys released Lyle Collins. They made it official. We'll get into that where and when they can really benefit from it. How will they use those $10 million in cap quote savings unquote? We'll talk about Durant Armstrong and also about Sedarius Smith, whether or not the Cowboys are actually going to try to reach out for uh, Sedarius Smith, who is back in the market in a similar way maybe to what happened with Randy Gregory. Not in terms of circumstance, but in terms of the signing was already announced. The Ravens were reportedly signing uh, Sedarius Smith until they were not. And now he's available. So shout out to all of you guys who are in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. Uh, Tommy says Mauricio is moving on up. Uh, thank you to Tommy. Let's see. Samuel Rose says Gregory has all pro talent though. I agree with that. Uh, Je Jose Christian says good riddance to Lyle. That $10 million is for the rookie class. James says, Cowboys Nation checking in. Cowboys Nation. I just got it. Damn, 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 damn. I think Stephen gives, gives himself a proper trophy for the cap save. Burner accounts as TV Mac. So how about we start the show off with that question? Actually, the Cowboys released Lyle Collins. And I can see that there is some difference in opinions across Cowboys Nation. So the question is, do you think losing Lyle Collins is a small loss, a big loss, or are you actually in the side of it being maybe a win? Because I've seen people argue that this is a win for the Cowboys, moving on from Lyle Collins. So while you give me, while you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week, and this is the final day of this ride, is the brand new Mazda CX-50. Brand new model, the first ever CX-50 to be made. Uh, only available for pre-order, inventory expected soon over at freemanmazda.net. It's a spacious, wide stance SUV built for the outdoors with off-road drive modes, sunroof, and roof rails. It's got drive select technology, plus all of the same tech features available in other 2022 models. Go check out some of the pictures of the new Mazda CX-50 because I didn't know that this ride was coming on uh, out until they talked to us about it before this week. 
And man, it's a, it's a great, sweet ride. So make sure that you check that out on freemanmazda.net. Let's see some of your answers here, though. Uh, let's see. Do you think, and I will repeat the question for those of you who missed it, do you think that losing Lyle Collins is a small loss, big loss, or do you think it's a win? Let's see. Samuel Rowe says big loss. Danny Savage goes with huge loss. Uh, Lumen saying a win. Chalk says it's small. Uh, halfway wins is Jason Tid. So as you can see, this is actually kind of a discussion and debate among Cowboys Nation. And at first, I didn't think it was going to be. Chalk even goes in and says Steele was way better than Collins last year. I will disagree with that. I will disagree with that. Uh, Dwayne says penalty-free Collins is gone good. As you can see, <clears throat> we're not on the same page as a maybe a fan base or as a group of followers. We're not on the same page. I will tell you my opinion. Those of you who have been watching uh, Primetime for a while know that, I, that I'm a huge Lyle Collins guy. I've been defending him since he was benched by the Cowboys when he was back from suspension. I like Terrence Steele. I think that he really exceeded expectations in 2021, and I think that he showed very promising development as a player from his first year in the NFL to his second year in the NFL. But I truly believe that Lyle Collins is simply way better at the position. And I, I'm going to go with huge loss, as Dario is saying. Mo says big loss, I bet. For sure, you guys know where I stand on Al Collins. He's a very good player. And for some reason, I think, because he had those maybe discussions or maybe that relationship went sour with the Cowboys. That's at least the speculation around Cowboys Nation because of the fact that they didn't play him when he was back from the suspension because there have been rumors going around on social media for a while now. We don't know if it had anything to do with it, but also it has to do with the fact that maybe this coaching staff likes Terrence Steele quite a bit. They, they like Terrence Steele. And I also think it's a huge loss. I, I also think it's a huge loss because I don't know about the benefits, guys. Uh, I know that there is still some optimism out there on the Cowboys maybe are going to bring someone. Maybe they, they will get the Bobby Wagner deal done. Maybe they will end up signing Sadarius Smith after all. We'll talk more about that towards the end of the show. But those $10 million in cap savings that the Cowboys are getting from Lel Collins do not really work for the Cowboys right now. So I understand that people want to say that the Cowboys are close to having about $30 million in cap space available for them right now. That's not really true, though, because it's a post-Yun first cut. And for those of you who are not familiar maybe with how it works, here's a very quick primer because I know a lot of people will know, but maybe a lot of people will not know. And the salary cap is always kind of a pain in the ass to understand. But... Post-June first cut, as simple as it sounds, though, the Cowboys are not getting that cap relief until June 2nd. So, right now, Lyle Collins is not a part of the Cowboys because he's getting released, except he is a part of the Cowboys in the books, and he will remain a part of the Cowboys 
on the books until June 1st. This is a tool that teams use to spread out the debt money that they're set to account for in the salary cap for any player over two seasons instead of the usual one. So as you guys know, debt money, those bonuses, those guarantees that you need to still account for, even if you are paying the player beforehand, you need to account for that money. There's nothing, you need to account for everything in the salary cap. Remember, it's an accounting system. That's what the salary cap is. It's a salary, it's an accounting system. So you need to account for every penny. And when you get rid of a player, you need to accelerate that debt money into just one season, unless it is a post June first cut. That way you can spread it out over two seasons. And that's what the Cowboys are doing with Lyle Collins. So instead of having $13.95 million in debt money for releasing Lyle in 2022, they will spread that out and it will be 5.25 in 2022 and then 8.7 in 23. So the Cowboys are not getting that cap relief right now. So those $10 million in cap savings are not going to work for the Cowboys until free agency is basically over. Because who is signed after Yoon? Those are the exception players. We know that. Free agency has a lot of waves. But when you get to Yoon, July, you're just signing a very specific group of players that maybe they were dealing with some injuries. Maybe they were dealing with some stuff with their teams and they got released super late. So the Cowboys are downgrading at right tackle significantly and they're not really getting that cap relief for 22. Maybe it's going to work for them in different ways and we'll get to three specific ways that I can think of right now. We'll get into that. Uh, Burner account though says, free, money, free up money for what exactly? We'll, we'll, get it, we'll get to that, but it's not going to be an answer that we will like. Uh, Samuel says, F them picks, sign some players. Unfortunately, that's not how the Cowboys do things, right? Uh, so, Stevie Mack saying, Carolina has been informed it's out on the Sean Watson trade per source. That was just tweeted out by Adam Schefter, and that was uh, also commented by Stevie Mack here in the chat. So that leaves two teams for Deshaun Watson, the Falcons and the Saints. Did you guys see that Kyle Pitts tweet earlier today when he tweeted out, uh, it's about to get dangerous in Atlanta and they share agents. So people are already speculating about Deshaun Watson getting to the Falcons, which would make a lot of sense. And how about, hey, speaking of the salary cap, how about the Saints being a finalist for Deshaun Watson? There you go. Uh, Mo Savala says, Lyle Collins is close to signing with the Bengals. And I would love that signing, by the way. I would, I would love it for Lyle. And I would love it for, of course, uh, Joe Burrow getting that right tackle. Because that's the thing. It's bad out there, guys. It's bad out there in the world of needing a, an offensive tackle in the NFL. And the Cowboys low-key are flirting with being in that spot. Because sure, we kind of trust Terrence Steele to be the right tackle for the Cowboys. But he is in a contract year. He is in a contract year. And 
we don't know how much is left on Tyron Smith's productive career. We, we don't know how, how it will work out for the Cowboys. We know that we want the Cowboys to maybe draft an offensive tackle, thinking about the future and stuff. But, you know, right now I, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about looking at these teams that are desperate for an offensive tackle while the Cowboys get rid of one just to get some cap relief in June. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's see. Let's see what they do with that money, right? Uh, let's see some of your comments here in the chat. RB Nightmare says, LOL, no, we need new talent and we get that from draft picks every year. But you also need to sign some players. Uh, that's the thing at the end of the day. It's not only about free agency, not only about the draft, it's about balance. And free agency is a powerful tool to upgrade your team and fill needs. And the Cowboys have opened up more needs than they have filled in these few, first few days of free agency. And it's not like we have high hopes that they will change that over the next few days, right? I think that's the frustrating part. Peter Riso says, why didn't they try him at left guard? Jesse says, Mauricio, go to a Dallas a show how to run the show, bro, says Jesse. But I didn't understand. Uh, oh, to show them how to run the show. Oh, I, I understand. I, I low-key thought at first this was maybe a hate on the primetime show. And I was kind of interpreting it. <laughs> but I now understand what Jesse had to say. Uh, Chase says, I love boys. It's scary. We're going to be 5-5 because my boys have not been signing big names. This is Chase Turner. So, in what can the Cowboys can the Cowboys use those ten million dollars that they will free up in twenty in June of twenty twenty two? If they're not going to be able to use them right now because it's a post June first cut, how are they going to really use it? And I can think of three possibilities right now. One of them is super boring. I will get it out of the way quick. And it's not using it at all. Going into the season with about, I don't know, $10 million in cap space just to throw out a number that the Cowboys want to carry over to next season in 23. Because remember, that, it's, that is doable in the NFL. You can carry over remaining unused cap space over to the next season. That's how it works. That's how it always has worked. Number two possibility that I think is it's quite real. I think that maybe the Cowboys could use it for a Dalton Schultz long-term extension. I'm not sure right now if the Cowboys are going to, to extend Dalton Schultz or if they want to get rid of that deal after this season. We don't know. But we know that they can negotiate a long-term deal with Dalton Schultz until July 15th. So that's one of the biggest possibilities, I think, that they can use that cap space on. Number three, and this is the, the, one of the interesting ones, I believe. And actually, it's a question for you guys right now. So if you freed up, if you freed up cap space by releasing your right tackle, how about taking care of the right tackle that's going to take over, apparently? And that's the question, yes or not, or no, should the Cowboys risk extending Terrence Steele before the 22 season? 
Where would the risk be in the fact that he has started less than a season for the Cowboys? He has not been a starter for a full season. We don't really know what the what his performance will look like. And if he doesn't pan out, well, you already extended him. But on the other side, on the other hand of the uh, of this matter, if you don't extend him now and he balls out, he's on a contract year. And now we don't know if you have a right tackle for the long term. So do you think that the Cowboys should risk extending still before the 2022 season? And of course, it depends on on what the deal is, as Joshua pointed out immediately. I agree with that. Uh, Tommy says no. Samuel Rose says yes. Uh, Charlie Evans says yes. Sad. <laughs> Gregory says yes. Let's see. Lumen goes with the yes. I know that Skywalker still on the morning show, he had a, a full episode about this a while back. And in hindsight, especially now that we know that the Cowboys are getting rid of Lyle Collins, man, it would have been nice if they had extended uh, Terrence Steele, not even on a five, six-year deal, but at least on a two-year deal or three-year deal. So you know you have a right tackle for the medium run. Forget about the long run for a second. It would have been nice. And here's the thing, though. I was looking at the salaries over at overthecap.com. So there are, it's crazy. It's crazy to look at this average per years on overthecap.com for right tackles because you have five tackles that are making over $10 million. But those five tackles that are making over $10 million, all of them are making over $17 million per year. How crazy is that? What I mean is, you have Ryan Ramsick from the Saints, 19.2. Brian O'Neill goes down to 18.5. And then you've got Lane Johnson at 18. Braden Smith and Taylor Modon over $17 million per year. And then number six on the rankings is George Fant from the Yets at 9.2. At 9 so there's no one earning $11 million per year, $12 million per year even 10 million per year. It goes from 17.2 to 9.2. How crazy is that? You can look this up for yourself if you guys want. I was going to share the stream, then it's going to be a disaster here on the streaming service uh, because I didn't prepare for it. Should have done so uh, for sure. So I really don't know where Terrence Steele would land on in this sort of deals because it would have to be high in order for him to, and I'm not talking about Highest paid in the league or anywhere close to that. Maybe not even over $10 million. But it, it, it would likely would need to be enough for Terence Steele to be willing to sign a contract before he gets a chance to elevate his value by playing a full season as a starter, which is what we're expecting right now. Danny Savage says, I'm more like seven a year for Steel. And it's such an interesting situation because it's all about does Steel want to sign for that? Or do you need to pay a premium because you're kind of betting on Terrence Steel balling out? Uh, James says, overthecap.com, great resource. Honestly, that's one of like my favorite video games is just 
going over at overthecap.com and playing with the simulator, right? And I know I, I'm aware of how nerd that just sounded, but I play out of the park baseball, which is like a heavy simulation baseball game. It's a fun game, by the way. <laughs> and over the cap is that. Is that. Uh, let's see. Lumen says, Sija, 80 sites. Nashville ADC came on. Shout out to Buck Rising, a legend. Uh, he has broke. The primetime host for Nashville has broke stories that Ratchet has uh, sourced to Buck. That, that's crazy, huh? Uh, Danny Savage says, Steel's first year. He should have paid us the way he played. Says Danny Savage. Let's see. Five for 40, 21 guaranteed. Says Joshua. So Joshua is putting together the full deal with the details and all of it. I love it. Uh, let's see some of your comments over at Facebook, though, as well. Uh, here we go. Peter Rizzo says, we need to see more of Steel. And that's something that I also kind of agree with. Uh, we have not seen enough, and that's the risk of extending Terrence Seal. But how much would it suck if the Cowboys, well, the Cowboys already released uh, Lyle Collins, if they're not able to stay with Terrence Steele if he plays well in 22? And then you end up having two starting caliber right tackles only to lose both of them. Uh, how, how crazy would that be? Would that be like a, the lowest of the lows for Cowboys Nation? Uh, Ryan Doyle says the energy level in this room seems down. Come on, man. Turn up this energy level. And I think that actually makes it uh, like a perfect transition to go to the next topic. Now that we have covered how the Cowboys can use uh, the salary cap that uh, Lyle Collins will free up until June 1st with a bit of good news. And that is that the Cowboys re-signed Durant Armstrong. That's a good signing, guys. Durant Armstrong getting back to the Cowboys was far from a guarantee, especially when he had maybe extra leverage after the Randy Gregory deal went down. And he knew that the Cowboys at least needed to get him back urgently. It's a two-year deal for $13 million. I'm happy about the Durant Armstrong signing. And I think that if you go into the season without signing a, a replacement for Randy Gregory in free agency, like if you head into the draft looking for an edge rusher, but at least you have Durant Armstrong, I think you could feel comfortable enough that you have a rotation made up or, of Armstrong, Goldstone, and even Basham, maybe that's a strong enough defensive end rotation group opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. And of course, you're going to throw in Micah Parsons consistently there. So I think it's an underrated signing, actually. The concern, I think, would be if the Cowboys really do not get anyone else. You can have a solid rotation and maybe you can survive with it. But you want that substitute for Drunch Armstrong. Here's a, here's a concern, though. And I see here a burner account saying, Mo, I pray the plan isn't him to be the starting left defensive end. I think it would be more of a rotation. Now, Armstrong did have five sacks, did play consistently good football, and he actually exceeded my expectations. He played a lot in 2021, over 50% snap count for Armstrong in 2021 uh, for the Cowboys. Dallas Junk says, glad to have you back, DA. 
has played a lot of special teams. And of course, uh, maybe that will go down if they don't get another starting edge rusher in time. Here's an interesting question for you, though. And that's where the concern maybe lies at. Will Dorrance Armstrong play over or under 50% snaps, defensively speaking, of course, in 22? Because these are his numbers in the first four years of his career. As a rookie, 29%, 26 in 2019, 33 in 2020. And last year, which is the most that we've seen from Dorrance Armstrong, he played 56% of the time. That, of course, had to do with the fact that D-Law was injured. The fact that Randy Gregory missed some time as well. The question seems to be more along the lines of, will he be a part of a rotation or will he be the starter? 60%. Is not really easy, right? Uh, hopefully under, says Joshua. Jason Tietz is over. Uh, Gregory goes with the under. Over, says Burner account. And I think his effectiveness will drop. So that would be like the worst case scenario here. Uh, Tank is left and Durant is right and says Danny Savage. Oh, yeah, making the correction. I kind of thought about it from the offensive side, uh, offensive point of view. Uh, over says Dario. Dallas Young, that's a good over-under. I'm going to be optimistic and say under. That sounds smart, maybe. Uh, let's see. Over 50, barely under says TV Mac. Over for the Wayne right? I will tell you what. I will go with the over, guys. I Right now, I will play not necessarily pessimistic card because, once again, I think that Armstrong is a very good signing for the Cowboys. But if the Cowboys do not draft an edge rusher in the first round, who's going to be starting, right? And it takes one injury maybe to get Lawrence Armstrong past that 60% number in 22. So in my opinion, get ready to see a lot of Lawrence Armstrong. So I will go with the over 60% snap count. Which, will be, which would be up from 56% in 21. And that would mean that maybe the Cowboys are not getting that edge rusher that they want in free agency. Not getting uh, Randy Gregory back was definitely a, like, like a, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It was the, Kickstarter for a lot of problems in the Cowboys, right? Because it's a big need to feel that you were not maybe counting on before losing out on Randy Gregory. Uh, that is says, yeah, they're paying him. That's also part of this. He, he got paid good money. Like that is not, that is not backup money. That it's important part of the rotation kind of money. $13 million for a two-year deal. I will go with the over. Uh, so, Jerry likes to get his money out of players. He didn't pay Armstrong $13 million to sit on the bench, says Danny Savage. Connor Williams got some money to start in Miami. In Miami. By the way, it's a fun situation. That, because I've seen Cowboys fans, and I'm not saying that uh, we're doing this in the chat, but I've seen someone on Twitter, for example, some fans, 
kind of make fun of the Dolphins for taking Connor Williams' services. And I understand that. But also, what are we laughing at if the Cowboys do not have a starting left, left guard? Deb Green's Gregory is a huge loss. And that is something that I will agree to wholeheartedly. Gregory is a huge loss for the Cowboys. Danny Savage's, it was a kick <laughs> in the low parts. Uh, not losing Randy, but it's on principle Dallas messing it up. That's also like, you know, the low blow part of it. The fact that the Cowboys wanted to get it done. And they were, hey, whether, whatever, whichever side you side on in the Gregory Cowboys problem, the Cowboys were careless enough, at the very least, to put it mildly. At best, they were careless enough to lose out on, on Randy Gregory. So, last but not least, the Cowboys got a little bit of, Cowboys Nation got a little bit of hope. Von Miller got signed to the Bills. Bye-bye. Uh, Preston Smith signed. A lot of these players the Cowboys could have been interested in, gone, signed to other teams. But one free agent in particular came back to the market, and that is Darius Smith. And now Cowboys Nation is wondering, could it be that the Cowboys get this done? Because Darius Smith was not getting offered a lot of money. Now, we know he's coming off from an injury. He's coming off of an injury season. We don't know how much that will impact his level of play. We don't know what happened with the Sedarius Smith deal over at the Baltimore Ravens. But after it was reported, turned out, turns out that he didn't sign the deal. And now he's a free agent once again. I don't know if maybe this is Sedarius Smith backing out. And maybe I missed a report that already clarified this because I didn't hear it. But it kind of feels like maybe Sedarius Smith looked at the rates for other edge rushers and thought, I can get more than $9 million per year, which is basically what he was getting from the Ravens. So the question for you guys is, are you optimistic or pessimistic regarding a Sedarius Smith signing? Do you think the Cowboys can maybe get it done? Can they get it done with Sedarius Smith? That would be the closest you can get to redemption after losing out on Randy Gregory. And that would be a way to get this done. There, has, there have been reports on the Cowboys being interested. The number was low enough for us to believe maybe they are interested in, in Sedarius Smith because the, the number for, for the Ravens was $9 million per year. Some of your answers, Burner account says, I'm realistic, it's not happening. Uh, so kind of citing on the pessimistic side of things there by Burner. Uh, Charlin Evans is pessimistic. Gregory goes with a no. Uh, Joshua says, they won't do it, but I would be for it. Stevie Mac, pessimistic. So there you go. The Cowboys, the Cowboys have done it. They have achieved it. We are, we have gone full pessimist in, uh, in, in prime time because I also don't believe it. I think that it will be a similar 
conversation to the ones that we have already heard. Sure, they will report interest. And maybe they are interested. But once the bidding war starts, and even if it's not a full-on bidding war that drives the price up uh, multiple million of dollars per year, I, I don't think it happens. I think it will be uh, the same old story, and we will hear about the Cowboys being interested before that notification hits that says, so Darius Smith is agreeing to a multiple-year deal for a number that was completely reasonable for the Cowboys. Only that the tweet is not going to say Cowboys. It's going to say another NFL team. Danny Savage says, I can see LVE coming back with a Durant-type deal. Oh, I can 100% see Vanderich come back, by the way, in 2022. Uh, more than anything, because Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News tweeted three hours ago, and I quote, while a source said the Cowboys are close on a deal with Durant's Armstrong, so that was before it was made official, uh, multiple sources said the club isn't close to anything with safety slash linebacker Jaron Kears. Work needs to be done. I'm dying for the Cowboys to sign Jaron Kears. And whether you like it or not, it has an impact on the linebacker position as well. Because he is that hybrid player. And if Jaron Kears is not brought back, that impacts the linebacker position and that impacts the safety position. And the Cowboys are not getting it done yet. Hopefully, they are able to take care of it. I'm, I'm, that's one area in which I will remain an optimist. I think that the Cowboys are bringing back Jaron Kears. I, I, will not, I will not waver on that hill. I think Kears' deal is getting done. Pure speculation, by the way, of course. Uh, not a single bit of inside information. But I think they can get it done. You know, just like I showed optimism on the Randy Gregory deal. And for an hour, I was right on Tuesday. And once that notification hit, I said, I told them on primetime that I was an 8. From 1 to 10, I was an 8 confident on the Cowboys re-signing Randy Gregory. Well, I was right for one hour on Tuesday. <laughs> Nadia says, it's obvious Mo's a business major. Are you saying it because I talk a lot about the salary cap? I am a business major. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on finance. Months away from graduation, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Joshua says, yeah, Kyrgios is gone. They pissed him off. He scrubbed his Twitter of all Cowboys. <laughs> Kyrgios vanishes in a defense not coached by Quinn, says Danny Savage. And I... I do not have a single doubt that they're telling him that on the negotiation tables. If they told Amari Cooper that he wasn't a fit on their offense, I, I'm not doubting that they're telling Jaron Kears that. <laughs> Let's see. Jerry Jones needs to pick up Bobby Wagner, says Jordan Hill on Facebook. Jordan, I agree with you. I don't know if they will make it happen, though. Uh, JP, what is up? Thank you for joining the show. And Jason, thank you for, for your comment. I appreciate it. 
Richard says, we're going to lose Parsons and Dix after the fifth year. Just watch. I don't believe that, to be fair, because they drafted them. They, that's all it takes. They drafted them, so they're, they're getting those deals done. Don't worry about that. Uh, Tommy says, what are you planning on doing for work when you get your degree, Mo? Sports. I'm doing sports. It's an addiction. Not going to lie. That's, that's the goal, at least. I can tell you that's the goal. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you for joining the show. It's Thursday. I have a big feeling that things will happen on Friday and we will not be able to discuss it until Sunday night on primetime. <laughs> But I, that's just a feeling. We'll see if, if it happens or not. Uh, hopefully, when we get to, to Sunday night, we can talk about a Jaron Kears deal. That's, that's my only wish for, for this uh, Sunday night. So anyways, guys, thank you guys for joining the show, for tuning in. Stevie Mac says Mauricio is going to be on Somos Cowboys. Hey, that, that, would be, that would be a cool gig, not going to lie. Uh, thank you, guys. Make sure that you hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, let your friends know about primetime. As always, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas tomorrow. I promise that article will be up there sort of a profile on Chris Nagar, the only Cowboys kicker right now on the roster. And as always, primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Right of the week is the sweet, cool Mazda CX-50. Check it out on freemanmazda.net. And I will see you guys on Sunday. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Shout out to the podcast audience as well. Bye-bye.